Hello and welcome to another episode of No Plans to Merge. I'm your host, Caleb Porzio. I'm your host, Dan Holborn. And today's episode is brought to you by Make VS Code Awesome. Hey. And yo-yos. And guns. And freezy pops. All the great things. Caleb. Deagle. You're our title sponsor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess in a way it is me sponsoring the show. If you think yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you familiar with Sovereign Citizens, Caleb? No. Oh, Caleb. All right. Um, so go on YouTube sometime. I've been and there. Type yeah, I'll in, go on sometime. Type in Sovereign Citizen um, and just watch the many, many videos that exist. So here's the deal. Sovereign Citizens, and this is a uniquely American problem. I'm sure these don't exist other places. Sovereign citizens are people who believe that they are not uh they are not governed by the laws of yeah, the that, US. I would guess because, that <laughs> because they don't they basically choose to not be a citizen of the US and they believe that the constitution of the US is written in such a way that laws only apply to people while doing commerce. Hmm. Um and so, for example, like if you're driving a car for the purpose of selling donuts, then you have to have a driver's license. <laughs> but if you're driving a car just to transport yourself from one place to another, you're not engaging in commerce during that. And so, therefore, you don't need to have a driver's license. Um, they also uh, see a meaningful distinction between people as individuals and people as corporations. Hmm. So they believe that a corporation needs a driver's license, but an individual does not. Gotcha. So there are a lot of very, very interesting videos of sovereign citizens like getting pulled over in the parking lot of a Walmart or whatever and trying to explain how in this moment they're not actually acting as John Smith the corporation. They're acting as John Smith the individual who is actually the captain of his own ship and therefore does not need, you know, according to maritime law, does not need a driver's license. It's excellent. All that to say... This episode brought to you by Caleb Porzio, the corporation engaged in commerce. Exactly. Yeah. I'm finally. And therefore you do need a driver's license. Yep. And I have one for this very episode, Daniel. Yeah. You got one. Yep. So that's Um, that. Cool. Tell the people about it. (sighs) Oh, it's a course on VS Code. Um, Mm. Use VS Code, right, T. Cole? Yeah. uh, Virtual Studio Code. Virtual Studio Code. Mm-hmm. Um, viral studio code. Viral studio code. Um, D. Cole, uh, you know I can get you a good discount on the course. Whoa! Yep. You got a code or so, a code for code? Yep. Code well, I don't. Code? But Caleb Porzio, the corporation does. Caleb Porzio, the corporation does. Yep, a big fat discount, co-host discount. Um, Ooh. yeah, D. Cole. So you use VS Code. I do. And um, that's I have about found that. I'll, I'll help you out here. I've found that Thanks, out of the yeah, box, yeah. it is not a good thing to use. Great. What do you think about VS Code for real? Like, how happy are you in VS Code? You came from Sublime, right? Or Storm? Yes. Sublime? Um, I am pretty happy. Um, there's a couple things that bother me, obviously. So there's obviously like the aesthetic bothers, which I know you discuss at yep. length right. in your thing, right? Just like all the like goo-gaws and doodads that... Yeah litter the landscape of vs code for um, sure the wing things the who's you want to have like an editor that has any functionality at all that's not just like a box with text in it then you're gonna you're gonna you're signing up for a couple of googles and doodads 
Yeah, yeah. Husker um, don'ts. So that's fine. Um, disabling as many of those as possible is good. As far as like functionality goes, I'm glad that it's not PHP Storm. I'm glad that it's like faster and less shitty than PHP Storm is. Right. Um, and I'm glad that there's an integrated terminal. Yeah. I like an integrated terminal a lot. For sure. Um, I think that the search tools are really nice and good. Yep. Um, with the exception of the fact that they're kind of slow sometimes. No. Um, but I don't think that that's a problem of VS Code as much as it's a problem of like the enormous and very old code base in which I work. Okay. The search um, is fast for me. You just don't have it's as like many never lines been slow. of slow. You just don't have as many lines of code as I, I do. Guess not. But I feel like I've worked in some decent code bases, but maybe not. I'm telling you, dude, it's slow. All right. Um. Word. But yeah, other than that, like uh, the key bindings are fine once you use the Sublime Text key bindings. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, instead of the default ones, and then uh, you know, I know you have a lot of strategies for making key bindings even better which i employ about half of so far okay or i don't know half maybe a quarter i don't know how many you have so i employ like three some percentage caleb porzio okay key binding setups okay so let's touch on a few things here um here's one thing when you're talking so you're totally right that the things that drew me to vs code and that you're describing the the search is fantastic like compared to sublime oh and it has a debugger which is that is nice although i'm now convinced that you shouldn't use it cool you're probably wrong but that's fine i mean like so like for php you have to get it set up with x debug yes and so now basically your php runtime is half the speed like Uh, literally half (laughs) unless you conditionally enable x debug for when you need it which is ridiculous and then inevitably you will update your PHP version and you will struggle to get Xdebug enabled. And it's just has never been a nice experience at all for me. And then you go to the Titan blog post that's like now out of date and doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hard life because I tried for this course to life, really but... like nail debugging. And mm-hmm. I really realized that I can't I can't explain it simply enough or give somebody a simple path that uh, that it's not worth it. Um, and in JavaScript, I just drop debugger statements for Chrome DevTools because anything else is too much. It's way so, too hard. Here's my pitch, right? Um, I don't treat debugging as something that I consider like part of the important tech stack for a new developer to learn. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I think you're, you could make it a good five years into writing PHP professionally before you install a debugger. And I think you're fine. You could you do that. You could maybe never. You could maybe never, right. But what I'm saying is, I think for me and the way I like to work, um, I don't use a debugger most days, right? right? An yeah. average day I come into work, I never open a debugger. Yeah. But there are those annoyances. For that, sure. Particularly dealing with like vendor code where yep. yes, a debugger definitely. is just like insanely useful. Um, yeah. And so for me, it's just like, I'll go through. Yes, it's annoying to install Xdebug. Yes, keeping the versions up to date is a huge pain in the ass. Yes, like then making it work with, uh, you know, VS Code specifically yep. is also a pain in the ass. Like, there's 20 levels of pain in the ass. I'm not here to defend any of them. I think they're all bad. <laughs> but like, I'm willing to like slog through the busted ass process of 
having xdebug just for those like annoyances where it's like oh this spotsy package is doing something weird i need to go figure out what they're doing or you know yeah i get it um i i totally understand that position um but i have now stepped down from it temporarily and i need it like there's times you also don't like really write apps dude don't say that (laughs) i arguably i need it much more than other normal app developers (laughs) for real dude like there's things that are so ridiculous that i because i'm i write a framework for for laravel basically yeah um so i'm always like into laravel deep in you know its core deep in the mire yeah and um so uh real quick just like talk about this aesthetic experience real quick just before we get further into your thing there's an experience you have when you're source diving in laravel when you hit the symphony classes yep that like underlie the the illuminate classes yep right where you feel like you've like gone a little bit further than normal for sure you know like you you're in like illuminate whatever like illuminate request yep right you're sitting there and requesting you're like digging around and you're like oh this property isn't defined i wonder where that is oh it must be coming yep. from like the thing that this extends click in i'm in symphony Right. You know, and like there is some something to that experience that like when you find yourself in the symphony class where you're like, ooh, like, yeah, I'm on a real mission here. Like I've not only I had to dig into the framework, I then had to dig like th- all the way through the framework to the substrata underneath the framework. Right. It's it is uh, it's definitely an experience. Yeah. To relate to in source diving and. Same as like if like if you're if you're um diving the file illuminate file class, yeah, you yeah. get to the like you might start at uploaded file and then get down to like binary file and then to normal file and then to that's the illuminate file and then to the symphony file and then to the symphony or and then down to PHP's SPL file info. Yeah. So like you know, you can go all the way up the tree to where you can't even source dive the class anymore because it's a PHP like offered library yeah. and you have and to then go you're to like the on docs. PHP's website. Yeah, you're on yeah. PHP's <laughs> Yeah, so I definitely get that um that concept of like diving you know, different levels of diving. Yeah. And it is I, an it feels aesthetic like you experience. Need, like, I know what you're saying. It feels saying. like you need like some sort of like a hard hat or something for that level <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, spelunking. you're really spelunking when you're yeah. when you're in symphony. Um yeah agreed so on the debugging note like i've sort of settled that really the the most useful thing xdebug can do for me so the one thing you can solve the you can get like the 80 20 of step debugging is the eval scishell snippet yes right, right pops open tinker mm-hmm. um that's like the 80 20 so you that honestly does a ton for me mm-hmm. but the times where you want to debug something that gets run like a hundred times in a request you know like Mm -hmm. that's in a loop um or like let's say you're working on a middleware and you need to dig into like illuminate you know middleware whatever but that's extended by every middleware so so you you can't dd because you need to go past the first one yep and if you can't dump because then you'll go through everyone and you'll have to dig through everything yep um so i I used to have like a dd after helper where i could just pass in the number to pass you know through but even that like you're just cool and it was super handy, but it's like, you're just guessing. And then, you know, if there's yeah, like a hundred, like, how many middleware deep is this actual? Yeah, it is yeah. actually useful. Oh, and DD when I would have that the first argument is a Boolean and the second one is. Oh, that's D- cool. Yeah. I really used those a lot. DD actually. when is cool. 
Yeah. DD when and DD after are both. I feel um, like DD if is better than DD when. I prefer DD when. Well, DD if is like four characters DD if. DD if. Yeah, but when is the established convention for basically like first parameter is Boolean do thing after or not? Throw. Uh, throw when right no it's throw if and throw on less isn't it yeah it's throw if and throw in less and then in eloquent it's when yeah so ddf and dd unless okay okay forget about dd unless because you can just put a not in front of your ddf all right you got me on throw if so maybe it's ddf yeah all right um so that can get you pretty far but there are instances where xdebug is nice so i'm with you but uh it's just nice to have it is but it's a lot of work you know it's like having a first aid kit or a fire extinguisher you know, like I don't use these most of the time when I'm cooking. Like I, I rarely. But when pull I really out, need them, it's expired. I, re- I rarely pull out the fire extinguisher when I'm making a meal. You know, right. but but when I do, when I do, it's going to be expired. It. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not going. It's going to like it's, it's going like to be covered in like s- sticky cooking grease and dust. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. And it's just not going to work at all. And uh, yeah. So. So yeah, so debugging, I didn't even cover. I I basically showed what I prefer, which is I think the that's fine. tinker thing, I think it's fine that you didn't cover it. and in JavaScript I covered the debugger statement. Like throw a debugger statement in your JavaScript code that then you get the Chrome debugger, which gives you everything with step debugging. So Caleb, if I'm like just hearing about this, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. what is in this course, right? So like obviously there's some keyboard shortcut foo to like make things good and allow you to press command K a lot. um and then there are probably some like visual things like getting rid of the tab bar and getting you know getting rid of all that weird stuff yeah there's probably some sneaky little like tips and tricks like uh like save on defocus or whatever um or like auto saving oh right yeah yeah i stopped using that so i actually took it out i don't think it's that useful what's a are there any other big categories of stuff in here that yeah i guess the broad categories getting. are like hide everything like you said mm-hmm. then um then i go through each panel like like uh basically stuff that i use for each panel and settings that are helpful to me mm-hmm. like the you know making like the vs or the um the git diff renderer not side by side but like github up and down you know like inline mm. diffs um how ooh, i didn't know about that yeah there's a setting um, it's really nice. I yeah. love that setting. Extremely nice. Yeah. So lots of little stuff like that. Um, for the Git one, for the you know the search thing. Oh, I got one where where that's you... the view that they use for conflicts, but that's not the by default. That's how the conflicts are shown. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. But not the normal diffs. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, diffs, conflicts, everything is just rendered in line instead of side by side. And uh, um, stuff like, so there's some Laravel-specific stuff that extends to any other ecosystem, but in search, the default setting for for global find in a project is, um, the default setting is to use your git ignore file. Right. I know, yeah. And that's bad. Yeah. It's not good. So the first step is disable that setting and maintain your own set of rules. Uh So hide node modules. And don't necessarily exclude vendor directories. So my needs were, I want to exclude... Yeah, include cl- vendor directories. Exclude but, vendor, everything except for Laravel and Livewire for me. I don't think that's true. 
Well, at least not for me, right? What but, is what is what you need? Uh, well, lots of things. So, like recently, I've been working on event sourcing stuff, and that is all based on the Spotsy event sourcing package. So, okay. I need to include all of those in search. Um, okay. Yeah, Spots so I, actually just doing S like mm-hmm. any just the Spotsy folder would probably cover a ton. Like yeah, Laravel yeah, Spotsy. Um, but yeah, so like include sort of known good. Yeah. So you think like whitelist packages rather than blacklist yes. packages. Um, yep. And then the other things is you definitely want to exclude your rendered views or your like compiled views. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. So that's that you in don't there. get those weird PHP files yep. with terrible names. Yeah. Storage um, is excluded. Storage is excluded. Dist. Dist is a big one. Yeah. That's Dist a huge one bad. because Dist isn't in gitignore most um, of the time. My gut says um, package lock. Oh yeah, that's yeah, also terrible. not in Git Ignore. That has to be in there. Um, and also, I would just say exclude all of Node modules. I do that. Yep. Um, and probably I'd be more aggressive with JavaScript than I would with PHP. Same. Because the tools for digging into JavaScript through the IDE are actually better than they are for PHP. I don't think so. One, I'm not so. convinced. That's although the, case. the TypeScript stuff is kind of weird, but yeah. And two. Um, I have a better experience source diving PHP with IntelliFence. Really? Yeah. Go to definition. It's fantastic. Have you tried that Laravel IntelliFence program or uh, extension? No. I tried it. It's really cool. Is it? Yeah. So it just gives you like return types for a lot of the helper functions cool. and like things that don't automatically have return types. Right. And so normal IntelliFence gets lost. Right. So you can't click through them. Um, but like if you do like, like app and then, you know, something, this isn't the IDE helper, right? Uh, I don't, I think it was just called Laravel IntelliSense, but I, okay. It could have I'll been have to check called it out. IDE helper. Cause the, that's well, been, the IDE helper has been around forever. This which, is a new thing. Okay. Last yeah. month or two. Okay, cool. I'll um, check that out. But yeah, I installed it and it's really cool. Like you don't notice it until you notice it, right? We were like, oh, I didn't used to be able to click this thing and now I can. Yep. But it, it's nice. It just provides some convenient stuff. Um, another thing is like at work we have, um, Chris Chris made these, I, these IDE helper classes that are uh, like wild. Mm. That like basically like inject a bunch of return types so that like certain things you can click through. We do, we have a lot of code in our code base that is about making IDEs work well. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So zooming back out, the broad categories. Oh, the thing I wanted to mention is the search to search uh, to exclude the vendor directory, but not mm-hmm. subfolders is very mm-hmm. difficult. I don't know if you've went down that road at all. No. Yeah. But it's in there. It's not regex. Yeah, so yeah. it's glob patterns, and you have to basically write this. Like I think I've come up with the best one, and I didn't come up with it. I just dove for it. Um, but you literally have to like exclude vendor except for folders that start with the letter L and then the second letter L or, or a, a or I, you know, you have to base it. Yeah. It's really gnarly, but, um, but I don't know. I've come up with the p- most painless version of a very painful thing. Cool. Um, so anyway, stuff like that. So I go through all the panels. So there's hide everything. Then there's kill. Uh, then, then there's like master all the panels. Um, and then there's learn how to edit code really well, you know, and learn good key bindings for line manipulation, 
um, multi-cursor stuff that we talked about a little bit, HTML editing, snippets, Vim support. Uh, what else? Are you Code- still on Amphim? Yeah. You? Yep. You are, you said? Yep. Um, so this is, uh, I got a tiny tip for you. Ooh, you use Amvim. I got a tip for you. I really want to know if you experience this pain point. How often do you use Command F? Uh, all the time. And you Command F and you search for something in a, full, in a file, right? Oh, and the enter doesn't work. Yes! The second time. Yes, I know. Do you know whose fault that is? Is it Amvim? It's Amvim's fault. No way. Yeah, so I have the fix. It's a little snippet you paste in your keyboard. Oh, keyboard. Caleb, yeah. I'm going to buy this course just for that. I know. So, dude, I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, you know, it, uh, this stuff... I like really stressed over every tiny problem mm-hmm. and that's that's the real sales pitch that uh, is really hard to communicate. You know what I think it is about you, Caleb, that makes you good at things like this? What's that, Decal? Is that you simultaneously have no patience and an enormous amount of patience, <laughs> right? It's like you have infinite patience, so you have no patience for things behaving badly. Okay. Right? Like you just will not tolerate something like annoying you. Right. But you have infinite patience when it comes to like going to the ends of the earth to find the solution to that small and trivial. Yeah, annoyance. That's the fun thing in life. Yeah. Right. To me. So like you have like. And the smaller absolute... the problem. So I have the, the second thing, right? I have the infinite patience for finding the solution thing. Mm-hmm. But I also have kind of like a high pain tolerance and I'll just like live with something right. bad for a while. Um, so you have the the unique combination of like. I am impatient enough to like hate this problem and want to save it or and want to solve it, but also patient enough to like put in like 20 hours of work, like learning glob patterns and making this thing work. Right. In this annoying way. Yeah. I mean, I'm flattered. I, I think, uh, I mean, when I hear you say that, it sounds like the exact thing that I would say about Mr. Wathen. Um, mm-hmm. And so I do think that I am to some lesser degree uh, that way than he is. Like I look at him and I think like that guy is very much that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I well, can you know people are people are, you know, on uh, on that spectrum. That is a spectrum that people are on. Um, so we can't all be Adam Wathen. That's true. Um, can I just say, mm-hmm. Adam freaking Wathen, this guy, he's so incompetent and right. Oh, yeah. He can't do anything. Overrated. Yeah. Big time. Big time. His courses are not good for what not he charges at all. and he puts his shoes on the wrong feet every morning it's embarrassing really yeah. um because he spent yeah, all those he, years wearing those uh lifting shoes lifting shoes correct that yeah, go on that's both the feet. source of the issue um <laughs> okay. every time you see him at laricon you'll notice his shoes are on the wrong feet you won't see him for till 2021 but when you do check out his shoes um everybody's seen him already but but yeah okay for the few that haven't mm. um but yeah, so he's incompetent. He, uh, dude, this guy. So I'm hanging, I'm talking with him about making a PDF. What does Adam Wathen do when I'm venting to him about how annoying it is to export a good PDF from any program? He's it's like, it's not hey, annoying. It's fine. No, dude, don't, don't, just don't. It's not an ebook PDF. With a table of contents and stuff like oh, that. Oh, oh, oh. Like not fine. Yeah. Very not okay. fine. Um, he's like, oh, you want my thing? <laughs> so basically he's like, yeah, here, uh, here's a Git repository with um, basically 
a program that anyone else would have been like hired to build, you know, like has the quality of something that is like successful and open source. Right. Uh, but he is just for him that takes a markdown file and makes the best PDF ever. <laughs> what a goober. And has like the entire source of refactoring UI like included in the repository and you can basically generate the refactoring UI PDF. <gasps> Oh, what a it's ludicrous and uh it really is and so then i'm talking to him today asking him for more nuggets of his wisdom mm-hmm. and uh and i'm using gumro and he's like oh dude and i don't you i don't know if thing? you'd want me to say the word of what it is but he's like oh you want my thing and i'm like dude and it's an app that exists on the internet that he just sent me a link to and i like logged in it's like a SaaS app for gumroad analytics that he Whoa. uses to like manage his whole setup that's and, wild. Uh, and he just builds it for himself. And of course it looks great and it's like super, you know, intuitive. And so he's incompetent that much. Yeah. We know. Yeah. Literally like wandering through the world, just bumping off of walls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's the I don't story. Know how he with does that anything. Guy. Yeah. Okay. So decal. Yeah. Then we go through how to edit code and zoom in on the, on all those little things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, uh, then we make it pretty. Wait, wait, can we zoom in on that a little bit? Sure. How to edit code. It seems like kind of a big topic to just kind of throw out there as a one sure. line. What it's, is in how to edit code? It's really just uh, a link to Vim, to a Vim tutorial. Okay. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, no, I mean, we talked about the multi, uh, multi-cursor stuff, like skipping yep. and reversing. Um, the HTML stuff, I don't know if you saw any of that, like my so the setup that i have now is um so command m is the namespace for editing html shortcuts Mm -hmm. so anything when you're in an html file and you're using a shortcut it's command m for emit m okay Mm -hmm. so if you want to jump to the matching tag of the curse of the where your cursor is command mm which is like emit match if you want to rename a tag command mr and then type in the tag and it'll rename it uh, both opening and closing. If you want to wrap a tag, it's command M W wrap. Um, if you want to delete a tag and not its contents, it's command M backspace. Um, if you want to, uh, yeah, rename a tag. Did I say that? Yeah. Um, what else? There's normal code folding and there's a balance in and out like selection. Like if you want to select the contents of a tag, um, command M I for inward command M O for outward. Uh, so, so those have been a huge boon to my workflow um yeah so that's good and then uh yeah yeah there's more editing stuff um like a bunch of different ways to get a bunch of cursors where you want them mi is a bad hand position what's mi oh inward command mi i'm just looking at my keyboard no it's not how what fingers are you using uh first finger and second finger Oh, so you're going, oh, yeah, I guess that's actually fine. Yeah, 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 am I? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Do you even home row, bro? Yeah, I do. Okay. Okay. All right. So you got your editing. Then you got your, um, you got your IntelliSense stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, how to make it work good with PHP and uh, JavaScript. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so I hired a friend slash brother-in-law of mine. A brother-in-law. A brother-in-law. Um, Adam Richbart, to help me on this thing. Did I tell you that? Nope. So I hired a guy to help me. Big hire. 
because I needed somebody to like make sure I needed somebody that I could meet with and set deadlines and goals and like do chores like oh can mm-hmm. you change the way this casing is in the entire ebook um right so yeah he's like in it with me it's so nice to have a friend to like talk to about all this Hell yeah. um and he wrote an extension we we're doing the the jest part and there's no good jest extension um so he adapted better that's php shocking. unit to better jest that's good which exists now and it's fantastic I think you actually did mention better jest at one point okay well it's built now and it's actually you know it's public and everything is it um like the same icon as better php in it but a different color yeah what color you think it is green green and yellow yeah hell yeah 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 it's not the dots because jess doesn't do dots for success what is it it's the pass symbol which is what checks uh no no it's just you know in jess it's just a green block that says pass okay gotcha gotcha it's it's like a symbolic version of that but Mm -hmm. cool um, but yeah, you're the first person to hear about it. So nice. Yeah, it's cool that I knew what the logo was. That's fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I figured you would because I feel like I knew what it was right away. Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> um, that's cool. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, like the JetBrains or the uh, Photoshop or uh, Adobe logos. We're like, oh, they introduced a new product. <laughs> right. And I'm like, okay, I know what the logo is. <laughs> Right, well, with Adobe, it's like, okay, all of the 256 colors are taken. Yeah. So, so like, pick a gradient and then, like, two right. letters. And, like, it's probably yeah, the yeah, first yeah. two, but it could be... Right, like, InDesign is ID. Yeah. Well, like, and PS is Photoshop, mm. even though that's one word, technically. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's Illustrator? But, is it AI? Uh, AI for Adobe, Adobe Illustrator, Illustrator. Right? Yeah, they're, audition they're going is fast and loose here. Yeah. So it's kind of a random collection of letters, but you can kind of guess it. If you've, if you like live in America and are like familiar with like state abbreviations, it's like this same rules apply. Yeah, which seriously. Is just like, go for it. Go, take the most obvious <sighs> ones unless there is another one that's already taken those ones. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm trying to think of the ones I was, basically the M's, like anything with an M is taken. So yeah. So you're kind of screwed if you have a state with an M. Yeah. So then AI is Adobe Illustrator, but then ID is InDesign. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot. Um, okay. Yeah. AU audition. Nice. Yeah. So Deke. Mm-hmm. So we got better Jest. Yep. So the whole section on IntelliSense, whatever. Running test, linting, prettier, PHP CS fixer. Mm-hmm. Um, cover that stuff. Cover snippets. Cover importing classes, renaming classes, whatever. Go, go to definition. Find all references. Uh, global search, symbol search, normal symbol search. So all that stuff. And then you got your uh, making it pretty. Mm-hmm. So uh, I be- this was the most fun part of the whole ebook for me is, is listing out. Is that different out- than hide everything? Yeah. Because hiding so everything just hides. Hide everything and make pretty. So make pretty is first clear all the line crap. So all basically there's a chunk in my settings file this big. That is just getting rid of borders. Yes. It's just getting rid of all the stupid crap everywhere and light bulbs and yeah. Like it, I actually it, love the borders. Good for you. I hate them. You can, you can re-enable them, but yeah, I have this giant pile that's like, just basically turns it into sublime, the editing part. Like a lot of color schemes have like a version without borders and a version with borders. I always pick the one oh, with really? borders. Yeah. Dude. <sighs> borders. Like no borders, man. I'm pro boxes. Deke, you're killing me. Yeah. So, 
you got your uh you got that stuff then you got pick a theme you got to recommend the people some good themes what are what are your recommendations so i don't want to give all of them away even though this isn't like an offering at all to just list a bunch of themes did you make a theme no I, pale night's too good yeah pale night is my favorite theme hands down I use forever IU. what's that i use iu don't know iu is like a theme family oh. um that has light dark and mirage hmm. um mirage is kind of like their slate gray version okay dark is like a darker version that's higher contrast and then light is a light version um and that's great like everything i need is in that family so at night if i'm writing code at night i'm using oh, iu cool. dark nice if i'm writing code in like a bright area yeah. like outdoors i'm using iu light bench. um and then i use iu mirage all the time okay um yeah that is that is nice i'm trying to think of uh like there's like uh well i don't know there's like one dark and one dark light which is yeah or weird. like solarized light and dark right like, the, even github i think there's like github dark and github light um yeah github light is actually pretty good that's what taylor uses i went down a long it is probably um, the best light. it's the only light theme i even mention yeah i went down a long period of like uh being like a light themes guy last year yeah and like being really into like the sort of default like cobalt blue as yeah, like a, okay. a col- not for like a normal text but for like like type hints or something like that okay like using that like default cobalt blue for sure like class names and stuff it something about it felt like professional like mm. i was writing code in like uh in like the offices of ibm or something right yeah you know <laughs> yeah i get it um yeah like this code isn't version controlled it's like yeah, yeah this is like, gonna get no, shipped on a, no, on no, a floppy this, this code is version controlled but it's like version controlled in a, on a bespoke version control system that runs on like a sun <laughs> yeah, server frame. that's been running yeah. since 1983 totally um so yeah i mean i mentioned all the famous ones like cobalt 2 i've used that for years material pale knight dracula darkula yeah i think dracula would be the theme i would use if i didn't love pale knight have you tried darkula no is it a darker version of dracula darker dracula oh cool i tried a bunch of different draculas there is a ton yeah um yeah by the way uh this is here's a failing of vs code okay get the theme store and the Get the themes and the extensions separated. You think so? Yeah. Why? Because when I'm searching for extensions, I'm looking for functionality. And I don't want like... Like, okay. Like, say I think I've w- never experienced this problem that you're explaining ever. Really? I don't think I've ever experienced you never, pain from that. You've never opened the VS Code extension store and sorted by popular just to see what was out there and be like, oh, I'm going to grab some of these. Okay. No, I've definitely perused. And then it's like the first half of them are like different like material design things. Yeah, just and like, I'm like get of... out of here, dude. I just want to see like cool stuff. I did just accidentally install the GitHub extension instead of the GitHub theme because it yeah. was the first entry. But okay, yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if you could just filter by themes or not in see, the I think, marketplace. I think it should be more like the google chrome extensions where it's total two totally separate tabs yeah i don't know i, I don't care but maybe decal very good <laughs> i mean i care but it's i let, as with all things i only really care about hypotheticals yeah right yeah you're theoretical um i care a lot about things that don't exist yeah no, i get it uh okay so you got your themes and then you got fonts um sure so you've got a new favorite font i saw you tweeted about 
Yeah, I've been using Mona Lisa for a while and I love it. Since So yeah. I told you this, I think, in the tweet, you know, when I talked to you specifically in the tweet. Um, the All of the screenshots in the course up until the themes chapter use operator mono. Mm-hmm. And then after the themes chapter, it's Mona Lisa. <laughs> That's funny. Because I, I popped open Mona Lisa. I just realized that it's... Do you have a note in there about why that is? Yes. Good. Yep. You gotta. You so, gotta, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I just had a moment of revelation that like Operator Mono is not that good. Yeah. It came to me in a dream. What do I use? I forget what I use. I use... I might use uh, Fira code. Yeah, I of course put that in there because that... I like said it. This is like the code font of all time. Like, if there's yeah, a code font, code. it's Fire Code. No, it's not. It's Fire Code. <laughs> I say Fire Code. That's fine. Um, yeah, I like Fire Code a lot. But I'll, don't I will... keep saying it that way. Every time you do that, you're asserting dominance. Uh, listen, sir. Can we just not pronounce it until we agree on our podcast? Can we not pronounce it? Yeah, the F word. It's only fair. The um, F word. <laughs> We should bleep Mono. it out. Wait, let's bleep it. <laughs> oh, Caleb, you go, let's bleep it make, out and you're the switch one who edits it. The show. If bleeping this out makes this show not come out for three weeks, well, no, no, you, no, no it no. can't because you need to use it to promote no, your Dico, course. Here's what we're gonna do. That's the thing. So you you're setting yourself up no. for work. I don't care. We're gonna we're not even gonna bleep it out. We're gonna replace that sound bit. Mm-hmm. You're gonna say fire. You're gonna say fira code, and I'm gonna say fire code. I'm going to replace mm-hmm. it with those so that the, the listener never knows what we said. Fear code. Exactly. Fire code. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, the user, you mean? The, the developer. Yeah. Uh-huh. The customer, in this case. The as, customer. As you are Caleb Porcio, the corporation. That's right. This is um, a sponsored episode. So, okay, so then you get, you get through themes, you get through fonts. Yep. Um, people are in IBM Plex and the people are in IBM Plex and, um, JetBrains Mono. And I don't understand it. Like everybody's into JetBrains Mono and I'm like, are I don't like, see Is that it. like real angular? Yeah, real it's real. Yeah. It just looks like what you'd think it, it looks like. Yeah. People like pointing things. What's wrong with them? <sighs> They're psychopaths. Daniel. Oh, I just feel like I'm alone in this world. Yeah. But dude, try Mona Lisa. It's 70 bucks and it's so worth it for real. Yeah, I'll try it um um oh 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 side thing um here's a here's an annoying thing to uh complain about i don't like love it whenever anyone on twitter says that they enjoy something that there's someone in the comments saying it's too expensive (laughs) okay uh i saw in your tweet that it was like there was multiple people who were like it's too expensive okay just like as a response yeah (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's like who cares you know then don't buy it like what do you mean yeah i got a little annoying tweet one i tweeted about uh so i on the landing page i reference mm-hmm. command a lot mm-hmm. and i want to switch it to control because i have two versions of everything for windows and mac mm-hmm. so i want the landing page to say control for windows users so i just mm-hmm. wrote a little bit of alpine to detect the operating system and change it yeah. you know at runtime and uh and I posted a screenshot because I was like, ooh, clever me, huh? And and people were like, so many people still. I keep getting, I go to my my tw- Twitter notifications be like, oh, I can't wait to see what's here. And it's like, 
why do you prioritize Mac or like you need to invert this or like, what about Linux? I'm making fun Uh of people who listen to the show, but I don't, it's just small, but just kept like enraging me. I was like, I don't, this is not about you. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I'm sorry, D. Cole. Oh, I'm sorry to, to, yeah. Yeah. But really, yeah. Yeah. D. Cole. Also, all those operating system people, all the like OS losers out there, um, <laughs> you made this decision. You made the decision to use the operating system you use and uh, deal with it. You made your bed. You made your bed. Deal, bro. Deal. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. And that's the course. And there's screencasts um, if you like to watch me talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you got yourself. Ooh, actually, you know what? Hang on, sorry. I've got like one follow up thing on that. Yeah, boy. Um, Linux people who go around complaining that things don't support Linux. Yeah, are the Blue Lives Matter guys of Twitter <laughs> because they're people who treat a decision they made like like a condition or like a protected category. That's really funny. Yeah, right. right. Like, it's like it's like you Blue Lives Matter, like. and I'm like, dude, quit your job, and then you won't be Blue Life anymore, and then. None right. of the difficulties you have exist if you just stop being a cop and go be a garbage man or something, you know? Like, there's plenty of good Daniel, union jobs out political. there. This is a sponsored anyway. episode. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Uh, we have to be apolitical on sponsors' ep- sponsored episodes. Sorry, I didn't episodes. mean to connect your brand to the, the fight for justice. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's definitely true, though. Caleb Porzi, the individual, would love to be linked to this, but not Caleb Porzi as a corporation. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, that, no, that is really apt. Um, yeah. Also, they're, they're probably the same guys anyway, honestly. Um, I gotta say though that, um, Adrian, oh, I don't even know his last name, Adrian Nuremberger. He, uh, he's a like top liveware contributor. Like, uh-huh. like he's on the team and, mm-hmm. uh, he's Linux. Yeah. But does he complain about it? No, no. He's, he's a man See, about it. That's what I'm of, saying. Of an adult about it. Yeah. Lots Male of people. Or female adult. Cause lots of people use linux right it's the subsection of those people who because like you use linux if you're the type of person who wants to solve your own problems and not whine about it to the internet yeah exactly like that's why you're on linux is because you're like i want to get my hands dirty i want to dig in there i want to make a lot of custom solutions for myself right like you should have a chrome extension that you built yeah that changes your user agent signature so that any functions that people write on their site that check for Mac or Windows, you can toggle what you want to disguise yourself as so that you get an equal experience to everybody else. That's what yeah, you would exactly. do. That is the Linux solution here. Totally. The, the totally non the Windows guy solution that you see coming from Linux guys all the time is like, why doesn't this work on Linux? Why doesn't this work right. on Linux? And, and you I'm know, like, and the make Linux it work, people, like, bro. If That's you, really, you. You're the guy. <laughs> why are you even using, like, we don't know that they're using, like, the GNOME you know, like GUI, like maybe, you know, a real Linux user would be browsing the web on the command line. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You would just be reading the HTML tags. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yep. Exactly. Read them them and weep. Seriously. If you're not, if curl isn't your web browser and you're on Linux, you're a faker. Get out of here. Listen, I'll accept wget if you're a hipster. Sure. Sure, but no further. No further. No further at all. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh, oh yeah, yay, 
Yeah, mm. man. I mean, I have a Raspberry Pi just as much as the next guy has a Raspberry <laughs> Pi. <laughs> I like I like the idea of saying like I have something just as much as the next guy. <laughs> Me too. That's a really funny like structure of a sentence that I'm going to use again. Um oh, can I also say Listen, I got a headache just as much as the next guy. Right, yes. Yep, that's got to be a thing. That's got to be like one of those real subtle meta forms of humor that you just sound like like a kind of a weirdo, but you drive a great deal of yeah. satisfaction from. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel, Yeah. Uh, I'm proud of this landing page. Good. I'm really proud of it. Despite what the Linux nerds say. Can I show it to you live? Well, are you about to share your screen with me, bro? Yeah, we do this now. Where oh, like this right. is Sorry, the like reverse your position. I listen forgot. to Daniel's reaction. No, because it's a thing, you know. Uh huh. Okay, so get ready for a miracle. Make okay. VS Code. So, so it there was a flash of make VS Code great again. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> make VS Code not suck. That's funny. Like Fight Club, like flashing a penis. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that would be hilarious. <laughs> you should do that. I should flash a penis. You should flash <laughs> a penis for sure. All like, right, make you, so that you just be like, wait, what? Not suck. Did I just so see here's you? here's one cool thing that I saw here. Okay. Um, make VS Code not suck. So it it renders as white text on a slate background. Yeah. Right. Nice. That then, is the name of the CSS variable of that color. Slate. Yeah. Good job, bud. Um, no, good job then, to you, bud. Then the um, the strike through handwritten awesome renders in next yeah i'm still working on that but yeah and then the um background image renders in which i think is actually the correct order for those things to render in because you get the necessary content then you get some decoration yeah and you get some right stuff. thanks and this dude good. you don't even know how freaking long this took me this background really so these lines mm-hmm. so the background is a bunch is of lines CSS? uh yeah yeah totally um but i want them to animate in but I can't just have them expand because that's lame. They have to like kind of grow in. Mm-hmm. But you, oh, dude, I just, here's the deal. Getting them to grow in and keeping their border radius as they grow. I literally have to absolutely position an overlay that's the same color as the background on top of it and animate that. And that overlay has an SVG that's absolutely positioned to the left of it. That's an inverted circle with like an SVG clip path so that when it like, comes in like this when the svg overlay slides in it slides in with a with the border radius you know hard to describe so why what was i don't understand it's just one of those things that i like paid way too much attention to and no one will know right but what was the problem what was the border radius problem oh because otherwise it would just be a line it would just be like a wipe like the the lines would come in but you if you're picturing the invisible overlay that's like revealing it to you you're Uh picturing just a straight line so so you're not you're not just growing the width of the thing right i started with that no i'm not doing that because of transition uh speeds um yeah it does make sense to do that because of the different widths it would everything wouldn't crawl in at the same speed god so you're like like translate translate xing or whatever yeah an overlay yeah Uh uh-huh so anyway so yeah so then we move down a little bit and this code's pretty good yeah, pretty good, but, you know, it could be better. Manuals are boring. And there's some mm-hmm. stuff. Got some interactive little whiz-bangy cool. 
fun, right? Um, I don't like your um, white MacBook outline. Could you make you that don't? another color? I mean, I have a dark clay, but I like the white clay. Well, here's the thing is like the, the webcam part, like the like the. Yeah, the uh, navel. Well, like just the the what do you call it? This is the, the... bezel. The bezel oh, should word. not be white because like on a real Mac, it's not white. This isn't it's a real Mac. Black. Caleb, on a real Mac, it's not white, it's black. And the fact that it's like white bordering on it, like kind of makes it jarring and uncomfortable. It is a little jarring, but I think it's actually beautiful. I have like normal Mac mock-ups and I much prefer this representative mock-up. I like the fact that it's simplified. I don't like the fact that it's white. I, I respect that you have an opinion, Daniel. Um, oh, here's a little Easter egg that no one knows about and don't tell them. But if you do any of these, um, hold on. Do one. <gasps> cool. And then nice dish the yeah. mouse. Um, so yeah, and this guy, make it look good. And then I flash a bunch of nice looking things. Nice. Um, so whatever, I'll just like go through this. There's stuff, there's stuff. Like all of these things just took forever. Like this is interactive. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, just one of those things that this animates up. Uh, it's all just, uh, you know, the kind of thing that took me a freaking long time. And, oh, these were fun yeah, to make. This does, ooh, that does look really nice. Isn't that nice? <laughs> look at that cover flow. Yeah, that's what I was trying to, to go for, was yeah. like iTunes album art cover flow. That's the name for it. Nice. Um, yeah, so then you got your stuff. You got your stuff and you got your stuff. So that's what we're dealing with here. Nice. Okay. That's a really nice looking landing page. Thanks, bud. You did a good job. Thanks, bud. So yeah. Cool. So what's it cost? So you got your How much uh, money are you gonna make? I'm gonna make a million dollars. Good. Um the base package is thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Then it's ninety nine. Mm-hmm. If you're on the email list, you get a lower price. Mm-hmm. Um not that much lower, but lower enough to like reward email list people. Because here's the thing, I'll tell you my prices first, then I'll explain. Uh thirty nine, ninety nine, and hundred and seventy nine. Are the tiers. Okay. Do those give you different? Yeah. It's basically it's things. ebook screencasts and extensions. Gotcha. Yep. Um. So yeah. So those are the tiers, and uh, yeah. So the the discounts there is a discount, like a launch discount. Um, but rather than just like setting a price, like rather than figuring out the price I want to sell it for, and then saying that that is a discount, and that. I'll set the fake prices that get crossed out in a slash like 10 times more than that. I wanted to like not lie. (laughs) So, so the discount's not like 50% off. It's like, you know, whatever, 10 or 15. Um, It's reasonable. It's actually a discount. And then I'm actually, you know, selling, but so, so yeah. So there's your, uh, how, how many individual transactions do you think you're going to get? I don't know. And then how many, dollars do you think you're going to get in the first let's call it in the first week okay in the first week you know i can't answer the individual transactions honestly um maybe i'll, I'll just venture a guess i have 5600 people on the email list uh-huh so let's say that i sell 300 sure i don't know i'm pulling that out of nowhere let's I say think that, you can sell more than that i hope so but let's say that i sell 300 that that's gonna be my number so it's that on I'm the e- sorry on your whole email list or on the email list for this? Just for thing? this thing. I have another 5,000 on the my whole email list. Yeah, but. I think I think this is going to do 
better conversion percentage than 300 out of 5600. That would be great. Because if I they care so. enough to stick their email address in there, they're probably going to do it. That's what I feel like. I hope so. That's the goal. I feel like you're going to get like at least like 1,200 conversions out of that 5,600. So let's say 1,200. Here we go. 1,200 times what's, what do we say the average price? The average, like averaging uh, the tiers. Let's, like, let's just say like 80 bucks. 80 bucks. All right. So that's 96 grand. I don't think I'm going to make 96 grand in a week. I'm going to be honest, but uh, that would I be dandy. I think you might be surprised. Surprise me. I honestly, Caleb, if you make 100 grand next week, I'm not that surprised. You think so? I mean, listen, I'm not trying to like blow smoke up your ass or anything. Far be it from me. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think this is going to be a pretty successful launch. I don't know. I really like the idea. And like 5,600 people on an email list is no, no, small, no small thing. It's decent. Have you talked to. Um, adam or anyone about how many people they had on their email list when they launched their products uh sort of so uh adam has that blog post called like how i made 60 grand and quit my job and uh he launched dude he launched to like like 1900 people or something like 1200 people or some super small amount of people yeah but he had a little bit like i started this list with just free content so it's not like everybody who put their name in was like, "Ooh, I want to know about the course." It was like, sure, sure, sure. "Ooh, you, I want baited content." People. Yeah. So, so I think my numbers will be lower than his, but my numbers maybe. are higher than his. So maybe it'll balance out. That's what I'm saying, dude. We'll see, man. And you've already given them good free content. That's the hope. My hope is that pe- I mean, I believe in the content, and I hope that people just recognize it's good content and uh, yeah. and want to. And pick who it doesn't up. want to ball a little bit? Yeah, man. Wait, did you see the tears? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, like, it's not just that, right? It's like, I have this pro. This is, I, sometimes I do things for ego-based reasons. Yeah. Um, Including, like, donating to a GoFundMe or something. Like, sure. Even anonymously. I'll sometimes, occasionally, oh, wow. anonymously donate to a GoFundMe just because I kind of feel like a baller by doing it. Wow, Deacle. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Like someone will be like someone I don't know. Someone will post like a GoFundMe for someone I don't know for a situation that's like regrettable, right? Where it's like uh, there was a house fire and like I lost all of my clothes and uh, belongings. But it's like someone who's like someone I don't know, someone who's GoFundMe I normally wouldn't donate to. Right. But like I see that it's like they have like a $30,000 goal and they've got like 80 bucks or something. Right. You know? And I'm just like. I'm going to give them two grand. if it was me, I would love like an anonymous hundred dollar donation so much right now. And like then I get to walk around the rest of the day feeling good about myself. So Nicole. I'll just like do it. Anyway, I bet you you're gonna have a bunch of people who just sign up for just that, where they're just like, you know what? I love all of the free Caleb things that I get. And this is definitely gonna have at least one tip that saves me a hundred dollars worth of pain. So I'm just gonna give him a hundred dollars. I thought somebody emailed me today, a kind fella. And was like, hey, man, I use Alpine. I love it. Um, I actually use Sublime, and I'm probably not switching, but I'm going to buy the wizard level package. That's the top one tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, just because. So uh, so thanks for doing what you do. And I'm like, dude, like it's people like that that make the world go round. Honestly, he's going to find something in there that he can translate to Sublime anyway. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, Kevin McKee wants to do basically adapt the course to PHP Storm and was asking if I was interested and I don't think I am, but because uh, I don't use and it's PHP also Storm. kind of pointless because you can't make PHP Storm not suck. <laughs> right. You could try. You can try, but like, I don't think that you can actually make it not suck. <laughs> um, much less make it awesome. Uh, Jeez. Right. Um, it's, it's, yeah, he'll have to water down the, the copy a little bit on the landing yeah. page. <laughs> make PHP Storm okay. Yep. <laughs> um, so that's that. That's great, dude. Yeah. I'm glad you're uh, rocking in the free world. Yep. Um, so that's Will that. Will you tell us if you make 100 grand? Yeah, for sure. Cool. I'll write a big post. I'll, I'll speak at... Um, a microconf and uh they'll Great. feature me on like convertkit or something and so good. i'm looking to dethrone adam wathen because like i said he doesn't really deserve the position he's he holds you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So i'm co- coming for that neck i'm coming for <laughs> that fat uh <laughs> barbell neck yeah <laughs> the strongest neck the strongest code. neck you've ever, you've ever seen Ugh. That's the deck I'm coming for. Uh, man, it's so funny how incompetent and thick he is. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Just thick and incompetent. Yep. Um, so uh, we never got to all the content we were supposed to get to in this episode because that was just the ad. Yeah, that was just literally. The code ad, the ad read. Um, I'll talk about the shortages that exist in the world right now. Okay. In America, or at least in Western North Carolina and East Tennessee right now, it is impossible to buy a few things and here's what they are ammunition and patio chairs oh patio chairs <laughs> dude let me tell you um dude dude dude, dude. so i'm i'm Don't. getting like my first uh pistol yeah, i've boy. never owned a pistol before okay i owned some rifles like back in the day okay um or a rifle back in the day but okay. i've never i've never owned a pistol um and i'm getting one uh, I just got the like piece of paper today. Um, but anyway, I was like, oh, there's like no ammo anywhere because apparently like combination of like COVID and it's an election year and like <laughs> blah, blah, blah makes it so that everybody is just buying all the ammo. Yeah. Um, so there's just like no ammo. The specific gun I want to get is like nowhere. I'm like, I have like three gun stores. who are going to call me when they get one in. <laughs> I'm yep. going to go get it um but uh it's it's a huge crazy situation it's a little bit terrifying the fact that like ammo manufacturers are unable to create enough ammunition to meet the current demand for ammunition so just nowhere has any so i with my lovely wife went to a gun show in eastern tennessee the other day nice uh to uh get some ammunition and it was like they were actually pretty on top of their COVID stuff. Like it was a pretty big space. I was never near anyone. It was pretty cool. Yep. Um, cool. They were very like mask required. They were checking temperatures and doing all that stuff nice. at the door, handing out masks to people who didn't have them. Sweet. Uh, which is not what you would expect at a now gun show in East Tennessee. Um, but yeah. that is how it was. Great. They were pretty like on it. So yeah. um, that was cool. And like I had to, like drastically overpay for like a couple boxes of nine millimeter mm. and it was that is what it is well good for you so that's weird and then we happen to be in east tennessee home of like a bunch of these like giant furniture outlet places yep and i was like oh we just got this patio table for a very good deal because pier one went out of business and so we bought the table 
Oh, nice. We don't have chairs for it. We have like these other chairs that we used to have, but they're too low for the table. So like you sit in it, you kind of feel like a toddler. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, chair height actually drastically changes the experience of sitting. We need to get some new patio chairs. And so we went to so many furniture outlets or furniture stores or places that sell furniture and just walked in Thanks for- and had like the shortest exchange ever of like walk in and be like, do you have nope, get out patio of furniture? And they're like, no. I was like, okay, sorry. So I think what's happened is like everyone's stuck at home. Everyone's yep. trying to sit out in the backyard and like smoke a cig and grill a burger. Yeah. And like, so like it's just, they're buying up all of the ammo and all of the patio chairs. Every leisure like um, accessory is nowhere to be found. Yeah, like it's I bet I bet like you can't buy like a roof rack or, or a volleyball net. Like try and buy a volleyball net. Right yeah, now. right. You can't buy a bike. <laughs> oh, um, for sure. There, you basically yeah, you just can't buy all the things that you know people buy when they don't work. Which is crazy, right? Because like capitalism is like you know obviously the most efficient way to distribute resources. Um, as we all know that like the markets will solve things like this never been truer words have yeah, been spoken but, never uh actually no because you daniel can't. don't just come you're making it political again oh but the ad's over oh. you can't make it political got it no definitely yeah all right cool i'm with it um, i have nothing more to say on the topic yeah so i mean you're definitely right you know as far as um you know um distributing uh you know goods and resources resources to the the bourgeois yeah. Materiates. Yeah, um, it's like I want a patio chair. So I'm with you. Um, I basically have decided that I'm just I've just given up hope on like buying anything uh, soon. You know. Um, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to buy. Really a bike. came at a bad time for you too. Right after you started right. buying things, they made it impossible to buy. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, <I've> had... <laughs> it's true. Oh, um, that's funny. So there's that. Oh, so can we talk Freezy Pops? Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my hot tip. Cold take. Freeze the freezy pops right side up. Don't lay them down. Oh, because then you don't get the weird, like, blister of air. Right, okay. So what's wrong with the blister of air, Deco? Uh, what's wrong with How it? do you open a freezy pop? Oh, at the top. How do you do right, it? Then you don't have to, like, do the weird thing where you're, like, cutting through popsicle with scissors yes. to get the top open. And gumming up your scissors with popsicle. Mm. Cause I've been so I got this bag of freezy pops in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me to come back to gumming up your scissors with freezy pop. Okay. Go on. You got the freezy pops in the freezer, and I'm realizing just now that this is a solvable problem. I'm realizing that over the past like week or two, as I've been consuming the freezy pops, I get excited when I can cut the freezy pop without getting any popsicle on the scissors. Mm-hmm. And I just thought for a second, like, wait a minute, I could have this experience all the time. By just freezing them right side up. Hot tip. So, yeah, that's a great tip. Um, two adjacent things. So, one, the gumming up the freezy, gumming up the scissors with freezy pop. Um, I just recently trimmed all the hedges with like, uh, like clippers. Yeah. You know, around our house or hedges, bushes, whatever. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know when a bush becomes a hedge. Hmm. That's that's like. I'm not just know, gonna tell you. It's like the fallacy of the beard. Um, but, uh, I don't know when a bush becomes a hedge, but whatever they are, I trimmed them. Got it. Um, wait, is this they, a metaphor or like a, uh, no, I, okay. 
I use real clippers to trim real plants outside my real house. Is this a euphemism? Nope. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Not talking about my pubes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I right use actual big clipper things Got like it. manual big scissors right. don't do the motion down there <laughs> um, his hands went off and screen i use that to uh clip and trim a bunch of these bush hedges yeah um and you get all the sap in the clippers yeah right right and they get all gummed up and like clippers that were just so good brand new right First time they'd ever been used. They were just amazing. And they're like Teflon coated non-stick clippers. Right? And they are instantly covered in sap and essentially unusable. Yep. What are you supposed to do about this? You have the answer? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was hoping you did. No, but you know what I would look to? Is there oh, like yeah. I feel like I need like a like a bucket full of rubbing alcohol or something to like Dude, stick sap in. Sap is bad. Yeah. I don't think anything removes sap. Yeah. That's like, that's the, that's nature's Gorilla Glue with no Goo Gone. Not the Goo Gone. And like the more you gorilla work glue. it, the more you work sap, like the oh, harder yeah. and tougher and nastier it becomes. Yep. And so like if it's in like the hinge of clippers, it's like getting worked back oh, and yeah. forth every time you open and close them and it just gets tackier and more Moving solid. Up your scissors with sap. Yeah. Looking like a fool. So what are you supposed to do about that? Is there any, I know you don't know, but like to the user, right. like please tweet at me if you have a solution to the clipper to thing. To the consumer. Don't recommend that I buy an electric hedge trimmer. Listen, I already know. I already want an electric hedge trimmer. Here's the thing. You can't I, get them. Oh, is that a true fact? I don't know. Probably can't even get them. But secondly, like I have a real problem with like buying power tools as soon as I think about it. Um, yeah. And so I'm trying to like, cause then you gotta get the one with the battery and then you gotta get the whole set that comes with the battery. So you well, can no, use this the is the thing, right? Everything. I'm already like a DeWalt 20 volt guy. Okay. I have all the DeWalt 20 volt like things. Lawn tools as well. Like a weed Not lawn tools. Right. Yet. Okay. That's, yeah, that's the thing. The I haven't thing. crossed that barrier. Right. Into that you will. The, and I don't want to really, I'm surprised um, you're resisting that. It just like, I have things that work. I have a, ga- a gas lawnmower I bought at the pawn shop that's perfect. I have a shitty little weed eater that's perfect. And I have these manual clippers, which are my real problem. Right, right, is right. Is these right, right. clippers, right? Yeah. And so what I, what I want is a guarantee. I want some clippers that are not electric hedge trimmers that I can use and that are going to be somewhat sap resistant or i need a process for getting the sap out of clippers yeah what about a machete just use a machete no moving parts yeah but it's hard to cut evenly with a machete you just got to get good at it yeah i guess you could just you just need a sharper machete exactly and better technique wow my technique's perfect a katana you know what i'm saying Mm. Mm. Um, so yeah, that is, uh, that's a, oh, and then the other thing about Freezy Pops, are we ever going to get Freezy Pops that don't like cut up the size of your mouth or is that just like, no, I didn't really have that issue with these, but you're right. You're right. Like why? Like I remember that problem, but not in the past, you know, two weeks that I've been chiefing on these Freezy Pops. It's rough. I don't like them. They're too sharp for the mouth. They do. Well, you're talking about the like the giant freezy pops you get at like your like T-ball game. 
Ugh, talking just, about those, like the giant ones that you have to hold I with two d- hands. I never have had a t-ball like game in my oboe. entire life. Or like um, like a, uh, a didgeridoo freezy popped. <laughs> yeah, like just a giant freezy pop. <laughs> you know, those um, things? like the giant. No, I'm thinking sticks. of just like a normal freezy pop. But either way, like eventually, those little weird flaps at the sides are going to come into contact with the corner of your mouth, and it's going to be yeah, irritating. yeah. No, I get you. You know, what are we going to do about that? You got to change your technique. Is it a technique problem? Mm, I think so. You kind of like, you score the piece of freezy pop that you want with your teeth. You do a little chomp mm-hmm. to just detach it from the main freezy pop. And land. then you just kind of like pour it into your mouth with gravity. Yeah, you can either, you know, kind of rip it with your teeth, but no, I mean, you like push it up with or your you thumb. Or you do like a toothpaste roll, like you roll up the bottom. That's not a bad <laughs> No, it wouldn't work. You'd have to wait too long for it to thaw to like be able to squeeze the whole freezy pop up. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, no, what I would do, you score it with your teeth and then you just push it up with your fingers until it's like protruding and then yeah. like, a, like a lipstick thing and then pull it off with your teeth and then you don't nice. have the problem. But, you Smoosh know, it. what do you do when you got the, the swill in the bottom of the freezy pop? You drink it. How do you drink it? Uh, you, first you go like this and then you go and you just suck and create a vacuum until it all comes up. And then you, you take your fingers like, like, uh, okay. like scissors and you hold them at the bottom and then you go... Right, right, right. Pull all of the juice up to the top. Okay. I blow into the freezy pop to inflate it and then tip it upside down. Psycho. Efficient. It's less fun than the, like, making a vacuum. You still have to do the vacuum thing because there's always a little bit left on the walls. Okay. But no, you're right. I mean, it is more fun to just, but that's, I think that's your problem is you're trying to create a vacuum with a piece of plastic that is rimply. And uh, I think this is why you're cutting your mouth, honestly. Mm, maybe. Maybe that's it. Um, okay. Good. Good, 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 good. Dude, this is a good episode. Yeah. Dude, We're going to so actually put listener, this episode out. For the listener and the user, we just didn't put out last week's episode because it was so bad. We've never recorded an episode even close to as bad as this one was. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was tired. And, like, Dude, we came on. We came on with literally, like, usually we, one of us comes in with a little bit of juice, and then the other one will, like, kind of pick up on the energy, and then we'll go back and forth a little bit. Last week's episode not was the trash, case. dude. It was so bad. Like, it was trash. Like, we didn't actually, like, say anything rational for the first 20 minutes. Well, and, like, the mistake we made was, like, here's what happened. Like, I recognized the the episode was trash. And so then I made a joke yeah. about like all the elements of a good episode. Right. Right. And then you wrote them down. Yep. And then we proceeded to spend like 40 minutes. Dude, I like, think that was a decent going idea. Point by point. <laughs> we did. Trying and to run. so bad. But I, you would think that would be good. Yeah. You would think like in a world. But you know what, Caleb? Well, you know what we've learned in making this show for two and a half, three years, Maybe, however long yeah, we've been doing like this? Five or six. Ten years. Um, is that never has there been a good episode that was structured around a list. Yeah. Lists are poison to this oh, thing. Oh, they are. You know what it is? Yeah. We can't, yeah. We both yeah. run away from it. Yeah. We hate the list. No list. And we feel constricted by the list. And so we don't let ourselves go on a tangent because we know that we're on a point of a list. Right. And we're supposed to end up back there. Circle back to the list. Yeah. Yeah, Deke, that one was bad. That was 
That one's going in the archives. Some hot doo-doo, dude. (laughs) It's not good. We like joked that we weren't going to put it out in the beginning. And then we tried to redeem it for an hour. And at the end, it got and so bad. We literally that we haven't like, spoken. No we haven't spoken way. since we recorded it until today. Because it was just like, fuck. Oh, dude, it was bad. It was so bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that we showed up with a little bit of juice today. Yeah, man. Yeah. We juiced it up. We did juice it up. Juiced all over this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, so my, I got a white futon in my office. Yep. And uh, my dog came in the other day from going outside, came in, pushed her butthole right up against the white <laughs> futon, and there's a little smudge of poo. <laughs> and I tried to get it out, and I didn't notice for a couple hours. And I've tried to get it out, and like, I've used products and stuff. <laughs> But there's just like a really faint poo smudge <laughs> dab smack in the middle of my you white know, food. You know exactly what it is. No one else will know. It's kind of upsetting. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's great. That's a and good. She's a white dog a too. She splotch. likes to lay on the white futon, so sure. she's just like totally camouflaged. Dude, white furniture, man, not a good idea. White well, anything, if you bro. Have a, but if you have a white dog with spiky little hairs that get all over your furniture. Oh, I get it. Okay. It's like, all right, well, this will be camouflaged yeah. for the dog hair. Until white dogs poo white, then uh, until you <laughs> that, switch that'll to... That'll be the day. Yeah, man. Yeah, There's some know. kind of like artisanal dog breeder who like comes up with that to sell to rich people. You know what's really embarrassing? Hmm. When you move. I don't know if anybody else stresses about this. I don't think my current mattress has any stains on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my la- like you spill shit on your mattress, like oh yeah, yeah. you know, and, and like you also like sweat and stuff. Oh yeah, like I mean, I I make much more of a dent in the mattress than my wife. Like my yeah. side is definitely like I think you know the Italian You're not rotating your mattress, dog. No. What? I probably should. I don't know. Just go ahead and flip that shit tonight. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. But yeah, like my pillow, like we both have white pillowcases and my pillow just gets all gummed up kind of like your, um, your head <laughs> because of my, I basically sweat olive oil, the Italian yeah. skin uh-huh. and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, uh, oh, and like my hair, my like leg pant, my hair pants that I have for mm-hmm. legs, um, yeah. that shit gets everywhere. But, uh, but you're yeah, like, man. have you ever experienced that feeling of being self-conscious about your mattress when you're moving and feeling like you want to tell the people helping move you that like, like, I swear it's like water or like, you know, whatever that you spilled on it. <laughs> that you think that you think they're going to think that you like, uh, There's a million things in your bed. Be. But yes, that is among the, the primary concerns. Have you ever had that feeling or am I just hanging out here? Uh, no, I don't think so. Really? I mean, I, every mattress I've ever seen was disgusting. So yeah, never judge a man by it's his bare mattress. Yeah. I mean, that, for sure. The probability of like maintaining a clean under mattress for years is really low. Yeah. In fact, I feel like the only people who are doing it are like those freak people who have like plastic sheets exactly, for like their weird sex. Yeah. Yeah, and right, so right. I feel like those people I would be more sketched out touching their mattress than someone who right. had just if like a healthy a clean amount mattress, of sweat stains. Right. Watch out. Yeah, you yeah. know what's going on on a clean mattress. Exactly. You can see it. You a can dirty smell mattress, it. you're like, yeah, this guy just sleeps just sweats. Sweat sleeps. <laughs> Maybe one time there was a little vomit. 
Okay, that one yeah. time. You know, and people who have their dog sleep with them, that's a whole other thing. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's, there's definitely been dog puke on my bed a million times. Yeah, I bet. I mean, that's, that's got to be a... What, that's cost of doing business with dogs. Right. That's that's par for the course. You do a lot of business with dogs? No, not these days, but after this <laughs> not course... Not as the individual, but as a corporation? Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah. It's a market mm. I haven't tapped into. It's saturated, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, but no one's... You know what? Here's the thing. No one's really selling info products to dogs. Right. There's a lot of subscription boxes, you know, like sort of yeah. like like there's Bark Box, right, which is is a subscription dog box. Okay. But no one's really selling courses to dogs or selling ebooks to dogs. Right. Like the bone thing's been done to death. The treats yes. done right. to death. Well, and you got all these logistics concerns. You got to warehouse the products. You got to ship the products. Totally. Right? You got to worry about shelf life, expiration, all this stuff. Big overhead big overhead a lot of moving parts that's true though for real like if a lot of dog vendors switched to info products yeah <laughs> you know there is actually the only one i've ever really seen um is uh there was an album of music for dogs um mm. that i discovered sometime in middle school or high school uh right right around i guess when youtube was coming out i found like a youtube playlist that had um that had like all these songs for dogs that were like from this one album and the only one that i remember is squeaky deaky i love my squeaky toy squeaky deaky (laughs) and that's like the whole song is kind of like a like a Jimmy Buffett style. Right. Oh no, like, I picked so, up on Margaritaville yeah, right like away. Island island vibes. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, there's a, so, a steel drum. Yeah, there was a steel drum. For sure. There was like a what are those like lap guitars? Um, there's like a lap guitar, a steel guitar. Maybe. Uh, who can say? Who can say a dulcimer? That's certainly not I. Not a dulcimer. Okay. My AP US history teacher was like a. Like a really good dulcimer player. Was he a backpacker? It was a lady. And no. Okay. Mr. Rant. Mr. Rant? Uh-huh. And Mr. Rant is a lady? What was her last name? Rant? Durant. Oh. You getting my running oh, joke Miss here? But yeah, thanks. Durant. <laughs> Mr. Rant. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Rant's yeah, a lady. Um, Don't yeah. you forget it. That was an interesting it. class. Interesting class. All right. Decol, I'm gonna cue this yeah. outro music. Would you do that for me? Right well, now. But um Oh, good job.